Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Koinonia Church Message Library. Our hope is that today's message encourages you, challenges you, and brings you closer to Jesus. We are confident that God's Word is living and active and is relevant for us today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, church. It is time to start talking about Christmas. Can you feel it yet? I don't know. My daughter Clara has been getting us in Operation Christmas Zone at home since like when, Clara? November 12th, maybe? Yeah. So we're pretty much uh, in full mode at home. So I got a new Christmas sweater for this Sunday. I thought it would be good uh, just to get in, help you get in the zone to get us talking about Christmas. And one thing I was thinking about this week I think our family is pretty famous for is around holiday times or or when we're around the family dinner table, we start talking about memories. Do you do that? Start kind of reminiscing and and some of the new people around the table are sort of like, what are you guys talking about? We weren't here last year. So for those of you who are new to Koinonia, can you just indulge us for a second so we can reminisce a little bit about last year? Church, do you remember our Christmas series last year? Do you? Do you remember what it was called? It was, oh, I heard a few different themes mixed in there. It was our coming home series. Remember how good it was? Pastor Heidi was up here. She was pregnant at the time. She introduced the series for us. And then do you remember um, Heidi and Nick were up here doing all those uh, crazy games before the service started? Yeah, you remember that. And then there was the great video that we produced the episodes that played each week with Abigail coming home. That was good. And, oh, there was also um, those amazing, like, super competitive family craft things going on out there in the foyer. Do you remember that? That was good. It was good. Thank you for indulging us on some reminiscing. Now, what I remember most about last year was the purpose. The purpose was to make people feel more welcome than ever here at Koinonia, to experience God and experience Christmas. And I was thinking this week, this year is totally different, isn't it? What a difference one year can make. It's a little bit crazy. So maybe you didn't grow up with a lot of Christmas traditions, or maybe you're newer to Canada and some of our traditions are new for you. But I wanted to know what you love about this season. I want to know what you love about this season. What are some of your favorite things? If you're watching online right now, just pop it in the chat. Let us know what are some of your favorite things about the season. All right, so I want you to just take a second, turn to somebody beside you, tell them something favorite about this season. Go. Tell them. Don't hold back. You have your mask on, you're fine. I'm hearing little snippets. All right, hands up if you said something about family and friends. Oh, yeah, I figured that would be a biggie. Uh, Okay, hands up if you said something about food. Yeah, I called that one. And what about uh, giving and receiving of gifts? Oh, yeah. Kids, did you put your hand up for that one? Yeah. So many things that we love about this season. And, church, I am convinced... That there is something super special about this season, even for people who don't know about the birth of Christ, who don't know about the true meaning of Christmas. There is this, this stirring for hope. There's this deep desire for change. And 
often people aren't even sure what they want or how to get it, but they know they need something. Can you relate? Yeah. So this week, while I was preparing, I did a little bit of this. When I do this, that means I'm searching the internet. That's my universal sign for searching the internet. So I did a little search this week on what does the world want for Christmas? What about the Christmas wish list? And here are some of the titles that I came up with that I saw. Pandemic-weary shoppers want a meaningful holiday season. I can relate. Christmas 2020, will Santa have to social distance? Without events, decorations may dominate Christmas 2020 season more than ever. Do you have some neighbors with some inflatable Christmas things going on? Hmm. This year, the world needs holiday cheer more than ever. That was another title of an article that I saw. But there's one article that stood out the most to me. And it was about Pinterest. Okay, do you know what Pinterest is? Okay, quite a few yeses. If you don't, love Pinterest, love it. It is an electronic bulletin board, so you can browse ideas and you can pin them onto your board. You can see what your friends are pinning and all those kinds of things. Thousands and thousands of ideas on Pinterest. So this article I came across was so fascinating. It was from June of this year. And Pinterest was reporting some statistics. Now, you might not know this about me, uh, but I'm actually a bit of a statistics nerd. I really like statistics, but here's the thing. I like statistics when they talk to me about the behavior of people. That's the part I love. So this is why I totally was digging this article. So the, hot, the title of the article was Pinterest reports significant increases in Christmas searches as users seek escape from COVID-19. Interesting. So they produced a report that showed that Christmas-related searches back in April, okay, remember when we were just in quarantine back in April, Christmas searches were up by 77%. That's a lot. That's, that's pretty big. And on this article was this quote. Look at, how much, look at how big that is. That's a huge jump. This quote, in the face of COVID-19 and stay-at-home orders, people are looking forward to looking forward. 2020 has been a hard year and consumers are craving the comfort of the holidays. They want this season to feel more festive than ever before and they're asking for brands to help them get there. Isn't that interesting? Now, I searched through some of the categories. They had some great charts, and they highlighted a bunch of different areas that people were searching. Here's a few that I found. Groceries. People were, were, were reading about how can they do great Christmas baking. Remember this was back in April? Yeah? One of, the, one of my favorite Christmas memories of Pastor Steve when he's preaching is him talking about whistling in... July, right. He always talks about that. So these people are searching pins about baking five times more than normal. Christmas gift ideas, that search was three times more. People thinking about what to give loved ones. Holiday party outfits was four-time increase. People are still thinking about how to look good at their gatherings and parties this year, even if it's a really small gathering, right? 
64% increase in people searching out Christmas movies. They want that feel good, watch a movie with your family. And this one's fascinating, 72% increase. Bear with me, you're doing great on the statistics. 72% increase on family Christmas picture pins. So this is most likely women looking up, what can I make my family wear that matches or whatever for our family Christmas photo this year? Interesting. A little bit scary, but interesting. People want creative ideas for making family memories, right? That's what they're looking up. So people are longing for time with family. This is what, this was, these are my, uh, my conclusions from my research. Time with family, time to gather with good relationships, a desire to celebrate, and a desire to give great gifts. They're craving the comfort of the holidays. Now listen to what Pinterest said to them. There's a heap of opportunity here, people. It may feel strange pitching to consumers with Christmas-themed offerings so far out, but as per Pinterest, Pinterest data, that's where the attention is right now. And if that's what consumers are looking for, that's what we'll give them. Wow. So what does all this tell us? What does it tell me? When I read it, obviously there's just some people are having a blast looking at Christmas baking in April. Great. It also tells me that people are searching. They're looking for ideas to fill the void, to to combat the fear, the frustration, and to distract themselves from what's going on in the world. We all know that this world is definitely struggling with trauma, with division, with outrage, with heartache. And what these people might not be saying in words, what I see is they're looking for hope. They're looking for community. They're looking for celebration and making memories with people they love. They're looking to give and receive reciprocally. What does that sound like to you? When I read it, to me, it sounds like the church. It sounds like the church. To me, it sounds like what people are longing for is what we as the church experience every day as believers in Jesus Christ. Community, community, celebration, strong relationships, reciprocal giving and receiving. That's the life we have that's possible in Christ, isn't it? Pinterest has no problem, church, seeing the opportunity to give people what they think they're looking for. Thousands and thousands of ideas. So why do we as the church of Jesus Christ struggle to give people what they're craving? The hope of Christ. So the metrics are in. People, they want Christmas. They're longing for connection. They're longing for community. They're longing for something to look forward to. They just might not actually know it's the hope of Christ that they want. Interesting. We learned so much from Pinterest this morning. One other thing that I noticed as I was doing some of my research, and I'm sure you can relate, is the amount of announcements and sales flyers that are everywhere. Are you with me? If you've been at the mall, if you're on social media, uh, they're everywhere. Marketing wants to bring you the best gift that will bring the best gift reaction. Or it's the best way to bring holiday cheer. Don't miss out. The offer's only good till midnight. You will never experience this sale again. 
Sometimes I feel like if I see that ad on Instagram one more time for, I don't know what comes up on yours. Mine is these crazy, cozy Christmas socks right now. But maybe it's like men's underwear or like deodorant, that native deodorant, whatever. It's popping up on your Instagram and you feel like I cannot take that ad one more time. But friends, the biggest news flash, the biggest news announcement of all time was actually 2,000 years ago, right? 2,000 years ago. It was Jesus Christ, the biggest announcement ever. Our focus verse for our December series is going to be Luke 2.10. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news. Good news that will cause great joy for who? For all the people. All the people. This, this is it. Jesus Christ is it. He's the one to bring hope, to save us from our darkness, from our sin. He's the one that brings us hope for life. Hope for healing the hurts that we know exist. Hope for healing our bodies. He was, he is, he always will be the most incredible announcement of all time. Most incredible. And here's the most interesting part. Instagram plays ads over and over. This, this is a one-time announcement, a one-time event, the birth and life and death of Jesus Christ, one time would forever change the whole world as we know it. They didn't have to repeat the message. It was one time for all time, joy for Christmas. So that's why as a team we chose that scripture and that focus for this December, the joy of Christmas, the joy of Christmas. And we want to help us as a church prepare our hearts and posture our hearts for the Christmas season. And, and this is for, for you, for yourself, as well as for those you interact with. Because church, we know that some people want 2020 just to go away. They're done with it. Finish it up, get it done, get it gone. But we can actually finish this year with joy. We can. Joy for Christmas. Don't write this year off. We have so much opportunity to show the world that what they are longing for is available. It's available through Jesus Christ. Since the very first Christmas, we know people have been searching for that one thing. That one thing that they hope will fill the void. Whether it's Pinterest ideas or special gifts or temporary sales, they won't fill a void forever we know that, but somehow we always hope it will still help a little bit, especially in this crazy year that we're having. I was reading an article this week by Rick Warren that one of our elders passed on, and he says this, the trials of 2020 are an opportunity for the church, and it's time that we stepped up collectively. Isn't that good? Church, I'm convinced that in 2020, the Holy Spirit has been teaching us more than ever before how to get out into our community, how to get involved in the lives of the people you live with, you work with every day. And we're, we're recognizing that this season, the end of 2020, people are desperate for hope. So let's, let's show them. Let's show them. 
So I've got three things that I want us to remember as we step into the Christmas season. Three things. So what does stepping up actually look like? What, is, what does that look like? We know people are longing for something. We know they're waiting for joy. So the first thing is be love. Just be love. This was the heart of Jesus' ministry. Read the New Testament. Jesus loved people. He loved people. He cared about people. He did not just care about the process of people being saved. Some people believe our goal is just to get people into heaven. Oh no, Jesus' ministry was about love. And when people see that we care for them as a person, we are affirming a key truth about the gospel in their life. 1 John 4 says we love because he first loved us. Jesus loved people. Last week, Brian was sharing with us about proclaiming the kingdom of God through our lives. Proclaiming the kingdom with your own life. And he spoke about the Great Commission in Matthew 28. Jesus meant for us to go into all the world and make disciples, like the Great Commission says, by following his lead. Would you agree? And he was led by love. And people came to know his saving grace through his love. So how do we love? This is hard, church. Because these are the things that came to my mind, is that how do we love? Love moves us to care for people above their opinions or their viewpoints. That's hard. How do we love? Love moves us to care for people above opinions and viewpoints. Love means to walk in humility so that I listen more than I speak. That's tough. Love is to choose joy over complaining. We have plenty of things we could choose to complain about. It's not very hard, is it? But we can choose joy Choose love over complaining. We can be love, church, to our family, right in our home. We can be love to those around us. So that's the first action step. Second is be aware. Be aware. Be listening and watching and seeing what those around you are expressing at Christmas. Stop and listen to the people God puts in your path. Be interested in them, and, and you will find more than ever in this Christmas season that people are looking to open up. I believe it. Now, here's the thing. We, we do not exploit the hearts, the soft hearts of people at Christmas time. That's not what I'm talking about. Absolutely not. But we do join God where he is already moving and working in people's hearts in a unique way during this season. Does that make sense? We join him where he's already working. I'll tell you a short example of this. A few weeks ago, I was, I was outside one evening putting out the garbage, which is actually a pretty rare thing. It's a pretty rare sighting to see me doing the garbage because Brian usually always does that. However, I always do wash the lettuce, just so you guys know. Okay? He never does that. But I was putting out the garbage... I'm teasing. He does help with the lettuce sometimes. When it's not the tub that's already washed. Anyways, I was putting out the garbage. 
And I noticed one of my neighbors was outside. And my first thought was, it's really cold. I think I'm just going to not chat this time and, and run back inside. I didn't really feel like engaging in conversation. But I, I sensed the Holy Spirit just urging me to open my eyes and ears. And, and the Holy Spirit reminded me that she was in the process of, of moving soon because her partner had passed away a couple months ago. And I thought, no, it, it will be good to connect. So I walked over and I greeted her and we chatted about a few things, the usuals. And then I said, I'm sure it's been hard packing up the house this Christmas, especially with all the precious memories of your husband. Well, church, our words have power. What we sang out this morning, how the authority of Christ lives in us. When you speak to someone and you, you speak straight to their heart with the presence of Jesus Christ in you, the Spirit of God lands in their heart. And she looked at me and just started to cry. I felt so bad in some ways. We're out in front of the garbage with crying. And she apologized, and I, I reassured her and said, I want to I listen. I want to hear. And so she just expressed how much she missed him and how empty her life felt getting ready for Christmas without him. And, and I was able to encourage her, speak some words of life over her, and we've been able to check in on her a little more often. And She just expressed so much gratitude to me, saying, thank you for asking. Thank you for caring. Thank you for, for being okay that I cried. And we had this beautiful moment just over the garbage, just putting out the garbage. Because this season does this. It brings a softness to people where they're struggling. And we can offer love to people when we listen to the Holy Spirit's leading. When I listen to the Holy Spirit's leading. And church, I believe that God actually, he does have miracles that he wants to do in our neighbors, in our workplaces, and in our own families. As we see people's hearts and hurts healed and restored. But we have to step into that. We have to be aware. So be love, be aware. And lastly, be joy. Be joy. People all around us are experiencing a lack of hope. They are craving the comforts that they don't even know what they want. They have a deep desire for joy. But here's the thing, as followers of Christ, as I've already said, those of us who have said yes to him, we've been forgiven and we're connected to him. We have the good news and we have great joy. We have it. The angel proclaimed it. You have it. You have joy. But I realize that's easier to hear than to act on. I realize many of us are facing our own hardships in this season. I acknowledge that. I do not belittle that. I had a hard week myself, just personally battling the discouragements or the, the words that try to assault my mind, that try to tell me things that are not true about who I am. Can you relate to that? If it's a struggle for you right now, that's okay. If you feel like, I am not even sure how to bring joy to Christmas right now or to the people in my world, you are not alone. You're not alone. And this is why I believe so wholeheartedly that Jesus' greatest plan is his church, right? We are the church together. So let's pray for one another. Let's get strength from each other. Let's share our struggles with each other. Hey, there's no better time to be a part of a small group 
them right now. Right now. Because we gather strength from one another. And we need to be joy. But we can do it a whole lot better together. As a church, we can love people. We can. We can be love. We can be aware of God, what God is up to. And we can bring joy to our world because regardless of what's going on, regardless of weather or restrictions or anything else that's going to change yet in December, we have received the message for all time that is for all people. We have it, the joy of Christmas. So our theme this December, the joy of Christmas. When our world is continually changing, this joy is hard to find. But this Christmas season, we as a church, as Koinonia, we're going to discover joy together. Are you ready? We're going to discover joy together. And joy that we're talking about is completely rooted in a relationship with Jesus Christ, not circumstances, not experiences that we're having right now. And we're convinced, we are absolutely convinced that in a year like 2020, the best gift we can offer people is joy for Christmas. So I'm going to ask Brian to come in and join me, and we're going to highlight a bit for you about what is going to be happening coming up throughout December. And do you remember we did this last year? We want you to be aware of what we have planned so that you can be inviting people you know and in your world and really sharing this joy of Christmas. Thanks for bringing this message, honey. I think my biggest takeaway is you should take the garbage out more often. Hey, what about the lettuce? <laughs> Let's not speak about the lettuce right now. <laughs> but so true that simply just being aware and letting God take the joy out of you and connect where he's already at work. Um, but as I was listening to you after I got over the lettuce comment, I started to think about, but how do you personally do this? Because there's so many distractions. I know of the overwhelming things in your life. So how do you start your day? Or what do you do that centers you on the joy that can be found in your relationship with Jesus Christ that mm-hmm. then can flow out of you even when you've got smelly garbage or you're doing mundane tasks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's your relationship like that launches you toward that to be ready? Good question. I'd love to say it's because I spend two hours every morning with the Lord receiving everything full download for the day, but that's not always the case. Sometimes I have a good chunk of time to spend with him in the morning to get my attitude right. Other times I have none and I'm praying on the way to to work or wherever I'm headed and I have been trying so hard to just focus on this word joy. Mm. And you know how... um, We read so many times, people are like, write down what you're grateful for. It kind of seems like a sort of cheesy thing. But I do that while I'm driving. I'm going through, okay, I've got this, this, and this. But I have this, and this joy, and this experience, and this. I I focus on gratefulness. And that's been helping shift my attitude when it's a little stinky sometimes. (laughs) Something I know stirs you with your relationship with Jesus is just what you're saying. Maybe you don't have two hours every day. But I see you... um, stay in our bedroom in the morning. You're awake, you're alert, you're up. But then you take that time to pray. Um, Sometimes I come back in the room, you've got worship music on, or you're journaling, you're writing down your prayer, you're talking with God. And so those are ways I see you 
pressing in because yeah, I know you want his joy to fuel you through the day. And so, yeah, thanks for being my example of keeping joy alive. Thank you. Mm. Um, as Rebecca unpacks this theme, joy for Christmas, we want you to know something. You got to tune in here because times are going to change through the month of December. Are you ready for a new time? Through the month of December, our Sunday services online and in person are going to be at 10 a.m. 10 a.m., yeah, yeah. Those of you who like sleeping in, right? Yeah. We're going to do one service online and in person at the same time through the month of December. December 6th, 13th, and 20th is going to be 10 a.m. What time do you need to be online? 10 a.m. What time do you need to be in person? Well, come earlier than 10 a.m., okay? But, but yes, yeah, so one service throughout December, um, online and in person at 10 a.m., and we do want to discover joy together because it comes out of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And there's, you're going to have some great times of laughter like we did last year and times intentional pressing into the message, and it's going to be good. Here's another December announcement is we are going to have Christmas on demand from Koinonia in, in, in December as well. We're going to premiere something, a Christmas experience that's going to be on demand starting Christmas Eve. So you're going to have the opportunity, whether you want to watch it on Christmas Eve, it's a service. It's going to have your classic uh, Christmas carols. There's going to be times of laughter. And there's going to be a message unpacking and focusing on Jesus that will be the opportunity to introduce him to people who don't know about him. And so if you have friends, family, this is a great time to say, hey, let's watch Christmas on demand through Koinonia. So it's going to premiere Christmas Eve. And so you're going to be able to watch it, but then you can watch it any time throughout the holidays. But speaking of Christmas Eve, what are we doing in person? Yes. So Christmas Eve, if, if you are able to join us in person, we will have two services at 5 and 7. And this is going to be a beautiful, beautiful candlelight evening. So um, it's going to be a warm atmosphere. We're going to have Christmas carol celebration of Jesus' birth together. So that's going to be in person only yep. on Christmas Eve. And you can start registering as of December 21st. So you can register online for the Christmas Eve in-person service. Right. But then there will be our Christmas experience on demand as well. So if you're not coming here, you can still get that Christmas Eve online as well. And I was just going to say, these experiences are incredible. The team has been working hard and their heart is that they want to help resource you so that you can take joy to people in your world. So it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Also, they've been working really hard on something else. Yes. Also, something coming to us as a community of Koinonia is a, a Facebook group. And so you're familiar with Facebook or somewhat a little bit. Some of us try to avoid Facebook, but the Spirit of God can help you sift through what's not so healthy on Facebook, all right? <laughs> because God can use what the enemy wants for evil. God can use it for good. Amen? Do you yeah, believe that? that's good. So even Facebook, he can turn around. And so we're creating a, a Facebook community group for us as Koinonia. So whether you connect with us in ministry and services online or you connect here in person, you can join this Facebook group, a way for encouragement, for us to have community. Uh, we are, know in our region where we are, we are in the red zone. Um, we don't know where things are going, but if it were to lock down again, we want to have opportunities like our Facebook group to still connect as a community. We have online groups, but this is another way just for general conversations, connections, encouragements, announcements that you will see as well in our Facebook group. Yeah, and to kick things off for the new Facebook group, the team has put together an online advent 
to celebrate the birth of Jesus, reading scripture, having some fun, exploring Christmas a little more deeply together. So that's coming. That's going to be awesome. So you'll be able to join that Facebook group today. Go to kcf.life and you will find your pattern path to find it to the Facebook community group. And we will pray now, Holy Spirit, anoint that group so the enemy can't get in and God will use it for good to keep drawing us together in Jesus' name. Awesome. So for all details, church, everything Christmas, go to kcf.life slash Christmas, and you'll be able to see everything there. Cornelia, we are going to have an amazing Christmas season filled with joy. Do you believe it? Yes. Let's invite God to do it. I bless you as you go. Have a great Sunday together. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart to let it transform you and bring new life. If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.